We want to fall in love with a person and get married and live happily ever after. We want to fall in love with a passion, a dream job, whatever it is, whatever it may be. There's always something that we want to give ourselves to and just bask in these good, fuzzy feelings. But let me tell you, there is often, we find often that we put ourselves in position to fall in love with the wrong things. you are tuning to another episode of create with kendra a place where y'all already know what it is you can be inspired challenged and changed i am so excited that we are yet again um, with each other another week it is such a blessing to be a part of this show and i'm so blessed to have you all as listeners um Like I said a couple weeks ago, and I will say it again and again and again, this community of listeners and of friends and family are just nothing short of amazing. I appreciate all of the support um, from the East Coast to the West Coast, um, from the U.S., shout out all the way out to Canada, okay, Um, for those that are listening and have been constantly and consistently i appreciate you all for those that have been writing in to ask kendra i am thrilled every time i get an email every time i get a notification that somebody didn't send something i'm like okay it's about to go down so i just really want to take this moment to appreciate everyone that has been supporting everyone that's been praying everyone that has just been just just been absolutely wonderful. So thank you, thank you, thank you. Like we do every single week, we acknowledge a black creative entrepreneur, businessman, or woman, uh, okay, for doing what they do ble- to do blessed. I'm going to say blessed. I kind of like that. I meant to say best, but we're going to add blessed in there too, okay? This week, we are going to highlight a black business. Yes, we are circulate the black dollar on today. Um with Miss Holly Adams. Holly Adams is the CEO of Holly Drops. She is a wife and mother of three beautiful children. This is a black owned business, which is located in Nova Scotia, Canada. Um, Holly Drops creates products with purpose. These products are fashionable ways to express culture, inclusion, and diversity. Holly Drops is currently found on Facebook and Instagram. Y'all, I have like a pair of earrings from Holly Drops, the beautiful African shape of the African continent. They're gold. They're just, I absolutely love them. Um, Go ahead and support Holly Drops also ships to the U S. So just putting that out there, y'all this week, we are going to go into a question that was actually sent in on ask Kendra. And I love getting these emails and seeing these questions because I get a, I get a sense of what people are battling 
with. Um, I, I get a sense of what people are going through. And to be completely honest, I find a lot of these struggles, things that I have dealt with and things that other people have dealt with. So I just want um, to encourage those that have been writing in or those that will um, are thinking about writing in, you are not alone in your struggle. You are not a, the, the singular person in a particular obstacle, but your brothers and sisters in Christ um are facing similar things, if not the exact thing, but things along those lines and to know that you're not alone. And so don't feel bad that you may think, oh, I'm the only one that deals with X, Y, and Z because the truth is you're not. And so I just really love the transparency and the vulnerability that people are are willing to, to sit in just to to have a conversation and get some feedback about this faith walk. So that is something I also appreciate. So let's get into the Ask Kendra question. So in it, it reads, um, hey, Kendra girl. Hey. Um, have you ever fallen in love with something or someone that wasn't within God's will? If so, how do you break that stronghold? This is such an excellent question. And there were a couple of things that really caught my attention from this particular question, which we'll get in as the episode progresses. So falling in love, that is something that has been said. We see it in the movies. If you watch The Notebook, if you watch Love and Basketball, whatever it is, right? We always see a picture or we've oftentimes seen a picture of what it means to fall in love. The term fall in love has been decorated so beautifully and has been romanticized to where it's something that we all want to do, right? We want to fall in love with a person and get married and live happily ever after. We want to fall in love with a passion, a dream job, whatever it is, whatever it may be. There's always something that we want to give ourselves to and just bask in these good, fuzzy feelings. But let me tell you, there is often, we find often that we put ourselves in position to fall in love with the wrong things. Falling in love with the wrong things. Now, I, I want to pose a question to this question and for everyone to just think about what happens if you fall in love with the wrong things and the wrong people? Essentially, if we take this, this question and fold it um, inside out, we'll, see, we'll, we'll be able to find another question in that. In that what happens when we fall in love with the wrong things and the wrong people. So let's get into it. When I think about what that means, anything that we love, anything or anybody that we love um, to a certain extent, right? There is there There are different types of love. 
there is a love that that's between you know a man and a woman there is a love for family there is a love for friends there is a a, a love that is set for um a romantic relationship and there's also the the universal love or what we know as God's love, the agape love, love for humanity. Um, that love, we, we want to love everybody, but we don't have to love everything, okay? So when we love things outside of God's will, we are entering into a situation of manipulation. We are. If you love something that is not good for you, there are going to be some strings attached. There are going to be some consequences to follow. And so we have to be very careful of the things and the situations we get ourselves in because we'll be found subject to manipulation and be bound to those things just for the sake of love. But not everything that you love is good for you. And not everybody you claim to love is going to be good to you. So it's very, very important that we are cautious, that we are aware of what is good for us, what is not good for us. I was reading a book. Um. <laughs> I had to I had to roll back to my to my bookshelf, my handy dandy bookshelf. Um, I was reading this book called Get Lost um, by Dana Grish right here. This is the book. It's called Get Lost. This is an excellent book. Um, it's called Your Guide to Finding True Love. Um, an excellent book for for young women, specifically. Um, uh, the fellows can pick it up too. But this book talked about what it means to fall up a section of this book. I mean, the whole thing's great, but there's a section of the book talks about falling in love, but the way it's presented is, is not how the movies presents what falling in love means. When we think of the beginning, we take it all the way back to Genesis 3. And y'all, um, before we, we, we get into the scriptures, go ahead and, and grab your Bibles because we're going to read some scriptures today. Okay. Um, but this book talks about the great fall. And this woman, she was talking about a relationship she was in and how it wasn't good for her and it wasn't healthy for her. Um, this wasn't the person for her. Everything about it was wrong. Everything about it was not God, but everything about it was her flesh and her feelings, right? Because our flesh and our feelings be getting us tripped over, right? Uh, and she ended things with this guy, but she would always ask to borrow his car. She said, I could borrow my friend's car, my mama car, my sister car, but I wanted to borrow his car so I can continue communication with him. So I can continue, you know, being around him and having some attachment to this person. And what she did not notice in that moment or in that season of her life is that that was putting her in a position of manipulation and not often, and you know, not all the time. The other person is manipulating you. You could be manipulating yourself and putting ourselves in situations that we know good and well 
that we don't need to be in. So y'all go ahead and, and um, check this book out. Find a copy. Um, and, and, and be blessed. But I really thought about like, wow, that is, that that's huge that we can really put ourselves in these situations of manipulation. It's not always the other person. Um, so I want to go to Genesis chapter three. Um, so get your, get your Bible apps or whatever you got. Um, and we're going to go to Genesis chapter three. So just a little backstory to the fall. And in some versions of the Bible, I'm reading the NIV, by the way. Uh, in some versions of the Bible, they entitle um, Genesis chapter 3 as the fall of man. So we have to be very um, aware of that falling on the time. It's not always a good thing. What are we falling into, right? Okay, so... The basis of the fall of of mankind is the decision of Adam and Eve to disobey um, God's commands, right? So God created the heavens and the earth and the garden and gave man dominion over, you know, the earth. And Adam was responsible as the husband of Eve um, to, to name the animals and to, to keep things in order. So the serpent, um, the devil, went to Eve and um, said, did God really tell you that you can't eat all, this, all the fruit in the garden? And Eve was like, basically like, yeah, we can eat all this fruit. It's all us, you know, the plums, the peaches, the mangoes. It's all good. But the tree in the center of the garden, we can't eat. God told us to stay away from that. Right? Let's go to the word. So... We're going to, I might as well just read from the top. So Genesis chapter three, verse one um, from the NIV version reads, the serpent was the shrewdest of all the wild animals that the Lord God had made. One day he asked a woman, did God really say you must not eat the fruit from any of the trees in the garden? Of course we may eat the trees in the garden. The woman replied, it's only the fruit from the tree in the middle of the garden that we are not allowed to eat. God said, you must not eat, eat it or even touch it. If you do, you will die. You will die. Verse four says, you won't die. The serpent replied to the woman. God knows that your eyes will be opened as soon as you eat it. And you will be like God, knowing both good and evil. Then the woman was convinced she saw that the tree was beautiful and its fruit looked de- and its fruit looked delicious and she wanted the wisdom that it would give her so she took it took some fr- took some of the fruit and ate it then she gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it too verse 7 says at that moment their eyes were opened and they suddenly felt shame at their nakedness 
So they sewed fig leaves together and covered themselves. Now, there are a couple of things I want to highlight um, from this scripture. The serpent deceived Eve. That's clear. That's clear. He deceived her. Eve fell in disobedience. Right? So the thing about falling in love with things that are not ordained by God, going against what God says, there's always going to be strings attached. The serpent told her, you won't die, which was a lie. But you'll have the knowledge of good and evil. Yeah, she would have knowledge of good and evil. But the thing about it is, he didn't tell her that the knowledge that she would have would be from a human's perspective. He didn't tell her that from her disobedience, sin will enter into the world. He didn't tell her that from her disobedience, that she would die. He didn't tell her from her disobedience that from this point on, she was going to have pain during childbirth. She didn't, he didn't tell her that things in life would never be the same from her disobedience. But he showed her what he took as the distorted truth, as a distorted desire, and fed it to her. How often does the enemy present a distorted version of the truth, a distorted version of God, of, of love, even a distorted version of who God is. And we take the bait. Like he ain't the devil. The devil is a lie. And the only thing he can do is lie. The devil does not have his, the, your best interest. He wants to deceive you. He wants to pull you as far away from God as possible. He wants you at a distance. He wants you when God comes back and sends him to hell. Because the devil ain't been to hell yet. When God comes back and sends the devil to hell, he wants you to join him. So he deceives and he's cunning. Um, in the scripture, the first, vor- the first verse says, the serpent was the shrewdest. Of all the wild animals, cunning, sneaky, sly. And he takes the lies that he has. He takes all of these things that will destroy us and he covers it up as a, as a delicious fruit. What lie of the enemy is he covering up to make it look like love? to make it feel good, to make it taste good, to make it seem good. What lie? Eve fell into disobedience. What are you falling in love with that is outside of God's will? Are you falling into disobedience like Eve? Are you falling into addiction Pride, destruction, separation from God. What is it that you are falling into? Falling in love with things that God did not ordain or call to your life. There will always be strings attached. Always. 
but falling in love with God himself. There are no strings attached to that. But having access to an abundance of blessings, having access to things that are pure, that really come from love because God is love, right? But the truth about the truth of the matter is we all get a little tied up. We all get a little caught up in things and people that we love that are not good for us. So how do we break these strongholds? I needed to get a better understanding of what a stronghold is. Um, so I looked it up because, <laughs> you know, I be wanting to know what stuff be meaning. Okay. And when I looked up a stronghold, it was an establishment. Think of like a great city with walls that that can't be torn. You know, that's just so strong that it'll take an army to tear it down. I mean, it's, 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 um, it's a strong place. It is a mighty place. It is a foundation. And even, you know, in the dictionary, it talks about it being a, a refuge, a safe place for people. Right. But when we talk about it in the context of lesser loves, of sin, of deceit, we also have to understand that those type of things also have strongholds that are strongholds have sturdy foundations stand up like a fortified city so what do we do with those things that are so strong that we can't that we feel like we can't handle and tackle let's go to the word of god we're going to second corinthians chapter 10 verse 3 through 5 and we um if you grew up in church or if you know somebody go to church your grandma your granddaddy your auntie your mama your brother your cousin or your neighbor you gonna know what this particular scripture is talking about or you probably heard it but we're going to break it down so um second corinthians chapter 10 verses 3 through 5 and it reads the niv version we are human but we do not wage war as humans do. We use God's mighty weapons, not worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. We destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. We capture the rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. And the word of the Lord is blessed. When I read the scripture, and I had a, a better understanding of what a stronghold is. I just thought like, there are a lot of things in that we get ourselves caught up into that we don't know how to escape. That we say that it's love because it feels good. We say that we always want to be in its presence and, and be engaged with it or with them. And, but it's a stronghold. It's a stronghold. And the question asks, how do you break these strongholds? And the word of God leads us to what it means to break them. Verse four says, we use God's mighty weapons. That tells me that we cannot break them on our own strength. We ain't that strong to break things that are in the spiritual realm. But 
God allows us to fight with his weapons, with his might. We ain't got to do it on our own strength because we'll lose every time. Right? It says, we use God's mighty weapons, not the worldly weapons, to knock down strongholds of human reasoning and to destroy false arguments. So the strongholds, these established cities, these strongholds are built up of human reasoning. You can give me 10... Uh, 50 11 reasons as to why you won't leave a tox this toxic relationship you can give me a whole bunch of reasons why you can't put down your addiction you can give me a hundred and ten thousand three hundred and billion i know that's not a number but you can give me all the reasons in the world to stay stuck underneath a stronghold because you say that you can't leave it for the sake of love We have all the reasons in the world, all the excuses in the world. But let me remind you that Jesus took every excuse to the cross. He did. He did. But with God's weapons, we are able to destroy and pull down every single reason, every single excuse that the enemy um, runs in our mind or even sometimes that we run in our own minds. These false arguments, we're able to pull them down and destroy them with the power and might of God and not on our own strength. We're able to, it says, we destroy every proud obstacle that keeps people from knowing God. What in your life is putting you at a distance to where you are just so far from God? That you feel like you don't even know him no more. God is always the same. He don't change. He don't move. We do. We get caught up in stuff. And we are pushed away at a distance from God. What in your life is keeping you from knowing God? Right? And we're able to capture these rebellious thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. This scripture The last part of verse five talks about we capture the rebellious thoughts. That lets me know that the battle that we are having, these strongholds, they are located in your mind. If the devil can attack your mind, he got you. If he can convince you up here, he got you. Period. But God is saying that you're not strong enough to do it. The weapons that you have, they don't work and they will never work. But in order to conquer and pull these things down and to destroy them, you have to go through me. You have to use my might. You have to use my weapons. You have to use my force because you can't do it on your own. And then you'll be able to take these thoughts Then you'll be able to take these thoughts and teach them to obey Christ. Baby, when I tell you the devil ain't going to stop, that means we ain't going to stop. I'm telling you, the devil does not take breaks. He ain't ever been on nobody's sabbatical. He is going to and fro 
to get you enticed and in love with the wrong things, in love with the wrong situation, in love with the wrong people, falling in love, falling like Eve did. And that's what he wants you to do. He wants you to fall flat on your face to where you feel like you can't get up. But let me tell you, it's not impossible to. God said we can use his might to do it. Anything that is separating you from God is not worth, it's not worth it. All of those lesser loves, those desires, those cravings, they're not worth it. The scripture reminds us that we can't fight it on our own, but we have to use God's might. But Kendra Howe, that sounds all good. Scriptures was fantastic. How I do that? First of all, I will always recommend the word of God. I had to roll back to my to my uh, bookshelf <laughs> and pull up my Bible. This right here, God has everything that we need. I recommend the word of God. Go to the word because... It has all the answers that we need. And not only just read it for the sake of reading it. Don't read it like a magazine. Read it to study it. To really deep down, to dig down into it. And if you don't understand it, get into community with people. If you have friends or if you have a church group or whatever, hit me up on on Instagram. I talk to people all the time about the word of God. People have questions about scriptures. People have questions about certain situations. And to be honest, like when it comes to somebody's spiritual walk, my opinion don't matter. This matters. So hit me up on Instagram if you want to. And I'm at underscore create with Kendra. Create is spelled with a K. And we can be in conversation about scripture that you don't understand because the devil is not going to take any days off, like I said. So we can't take no days off. From this right here, we can't. And then also, just as the scripture said, we're using God's might to fight these strongholds. You better cast the devil out. Maybe when the devil comes and gives me a thought that is not of God, I say, devil, you are a lie. This is not the truth. The truth ain't in you. And begin to speak life over your situation. Yes, you have an addiction right now, but God said, I'm going to be free and I walk in freedom in Jesus' name. Yes, you're in a relationship with somebody that you shouldn't be in. Begin to walk in that. Even if you don't feel like you have enough strength, you ain't got to use yours. Walk in God's. And at the same time, run. Look, <laughs> resist the devil and he will flee. When I, t- when I tell you, run, if you got to, don't put yourself in no situation. That's, that, that'll tempt you. Because the Bible says that God tempts no man. But those temptations come from our own desires. So if you know that you're, you're in a situation or if you have, like, you know. Look, you know. <laughs> run. Don't get involved with it. Have enough self-control. And if you don't get, I I promise you, get in community with somebody. Grab an accountability partner. I will be there for you if you need me to. To pray and to push you through. But let me tell you, to this person that asked this question, 
into many of those that um are dealing with the same thing. You can make it through. You can survive it. You can. And uh, I'll be praying for you and those that share the same sentiment and, and that are going through the same exact thing. I've been there myself. But you have to constantly encourage yourself. You have to constantly read. Oh, my gosh. When I tell you, just write this on the on the table of your heart. Write it. Write it. Just, I mean, I'm just. <sighs> the word of God will not steer you wrong. And it's better than any advice that I can give you. But God is able to break every single chain, every single stronghold. Because when God breaks it, when God destroys it, it ain't coming back up. Period. The Bible says, who the son sets free is free indeed. When God frees somebody, he really frees somebody. But you got to believe it, though. You got to want to be free. You, you got to be ready to, for your freedom. You can't ask God to free you from something. And you still dibbling and dabbling in it. Well, God didn't really free me. You didn't let go. God won't free nobody who ain't going to do this. And for those who can't see me, my hands are up. This is a sign of surrender. God ain't going to free nobody who don't want to be free. And that's the real about it because he's not a dictator. God is the lover of our soul. He wants us to want it. Do you want it? All right, y'all. That's all I got for today. <laughs> um... Before we end, we're going to go into prayer. So with all hearts and minds clear, Father, thank you so much. Ooh, thank you for just being God, for being present, for being faithful, for being holy, for being sovereign and righteous in all of your majesty, but yet still concerned about us, yet still our friend, the lover of our soul and our father. God, I'm praying for this person that wrote in this question and those that share the same struggle. God, who the sun sets free is free indeed. God, I pray that you break strongholds and loose yokes of bondage from your people. Cause them to surrender unto you from their lesser loves and show them that you are the best lover that they will ever know. God, things that are destroying them, God, we curse and we rebuke it in the name of Jesus. God, I speak over them life. I speak over them healing. I speak over them progression. I speak over that they will overcome these challenges. We bless you. We praise you. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, y'all, that's the word on the street for this week. If y'all have any questions, y'all know where to find me. I'm on Instagram at underscore create with Kendra. And if you have any questions like this person did and many do, often um go ahead and send in any topics of discussion or questions that you would like to hear featured on the show at www.unassociated.com slash ask kendra and i would love to engage and i would love to bring it to the mic all for the sake of god's glory and for the edification um for the just growth of us as christians you know the growth for us as um Christ followers, the edifying of the body. All right. All right, y'all. Till next week. Be blessed.